This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. You're listening to the Chasing Tales Outdoor Podcast, where when you can't be in the outdoors, we bring it to you. All right, we are live. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Chasing Tales Outdoors. My name is Walt. His name is Chase, and this is round two of our semi-live podcast. If you are a fan of the show, uh, we started trying something here in the offseason where Chase and I hop on at the beginning of the month, and we kind of chat with you guys on Instagram. We talk about some things that are are big in our world, things that are coming down the pipe, things that are important, and uh, we just have a nice little conversation. And so uh, we're going to answer some questions for you guys. And uh, we're going to talk about the giveaway. We're going to thank some new patrons of the show. We've got a lot of fun stuff to talk about. So with that being said, Chase, let's cut to the thing that 99% of our listeners want to know most who won uh, the giveaway from this spring. And so I am happy to say that, God, you know what? I just realized I don't even know his, his real name. What's chicken bucks first, like actual name. Paul? Paul. <laughs> so, so everybody in, in the, in the Patreon group gets uh, nicknames along the way. And it's funny because I can barely remember people's real names anymore, but the, the, the nicknames come through, through and through. So uh, chicken buck, Paul, Paul M. So I think it starts with an M. <laughs> he won the Savage 301 20 gauge custom calls from life or custom calls uh, a hat, which I've got that right, right back there as well. And second place was Jonathan Miller. Um, no, not Jonathan Miller. I'm sorry. Um, Jonathan Garcia. And uh, he won all of the custom calls from Honeycomb Custom Calls. So in case you guys are just tuning in the first time, you'll be you know, kind of aware of what's going on. We do a couple giveaways a year. And this year we gave away a uh, turkey shotgun and pretty much all the turkey calls you need to turkey hunt. And we were lucky and fortunate enough to partner with Honeycomb Custom and Lifer Custom, two really great guys. I've gotten to know both of those individuals on a personal basis and they're awesome people. And so I was thrilled to have the opportunity to partner with them. So uh, <laughs> we got our first comment. <laughs> what's up, turkey thugs? Man, what's popping, Smoky Mountain Hunter? 
Oh, Sam. Sam has been with us, Chase, since like legitimately day one. I think he has been here <laughs> since like the very first episode. He was one of our first patrons. He was uh, he supported the Yakin for Bass Challenge. I think like the first year he sent us a whole pile of stuff to give away. Great dude. Great dude. I've enjoyed his company as well. It's that's the blessing of this show. We get to meet so many awesome people. Yeah, yeah, I definitely remember Sam. Uh, he's always on the threads for the Yakin for Bass Challenge, especially the Facebook page, <laughs> uh, mainly talking a, a lot of smack <laughs> on that Facebook page, which is great. Yeah, uh, we love it. Uh, great dude. Like you said, he, he donated that stuff and uh, catches some good bass, too, man. He, he does credit for that from the kayak, man. A lot from the kayak. So oh, he says. Just put, put pushing plants. <laughs> so uh, in, in addition to his day job and being a full-time parent and, and husband and all of that jazz, he's also started his own nursery. So he is, this is his prime season. If, if tax season is busy for me, uh, having a nursery of plants is definitely got to be just crazy for him, but oh, yeah. he's, he's got to find some time to chase some turkeys, but dude, man, here we are. As we sit right now, we are 10 days away from turkey season. I know that you wake up and you could care less about turkey hunting. We get that. <laughs> I can't focus at work. I'm losing my uh, mind, dude. Yeah, well, I mean, that's not necessarily true. I have been thinking about turkeys, just probably not as on the same level as you have been thinking about turkeys. Yeah. I mean, I enjoy turkey hunting. I like getting out there, getting after it. Uh, love hearing the goblin. <laughs> I mean, if I go out and they're not goblin, then I I'm kind of like over it uh, myself. Yeah. But uh, definitely a fan of the Goblin. Uh, got ooh, a couple of quota hunts coming up. Uh, Brandon drew one, and I drew one myself. Uh, it's on the same uh, piece of public. So I'm going to be going back-to-back -back weekends uh, to the same piece of public. Uh, it'll be the, I think it's the second week and the third week uh, on those hunts. So if we don't get on them that first week, then hopefully I can get on them that, that second week. <laughs> Uh, I'll be hunting a little bit of public and private uh, before that. Mm -hmm. So I've already got, I'm supposed to work. Of course, I'm supposed to slated to work opening day of Turkey, but I have somebody that's going to hold over for me for a little while so I can get out uh, that first morning. I, honestly, I think that first morning is where it's at. <laughs> you, if you can get out that first morning uh, and get after uh, some birds that first morning, uh, I think you can do some damage. At least that's how it always seems to be. Uh, for me. So I'm definitely going to try to get out uh, that first morning. Uh, I've got it. There's a few things I got to do. I'm super busy right now. Uh, I'm Tell me about work, it. Uh, <laughs> taking, uh, I'm actually taking a class to teach a class <laughs> uh, for hazardous materials at work. Uh, so that's got me busy the Monday through Friday. And I, on the days that I'm working, I still go to work and finish my 24 hour shift. And I have one day, I have Saturday off and I work Sunday. Then I'm uh, going to be working and in that class through, uh, next Sunday. Mm. I, I have a similar situation where I get up in the morning and I work and then I go to my, my nine to five and then I come home and I play dad for a little bit. And then I, I clock into my second job during my second, second job during, <laughs> during Turkey season, which is making, uh, Turkey calls, which dude, I gotta say, man, ah, these things are turning out for you guys to see like that call. It actually almost sounds like a dying hen. It's awesome. I'm getting really close here. So yeah, man, those look good. So 
Yeah. I get to hear uh, a lot of those calls to get all those audio files and everything else. So they, they yeah. sound good, man. And, yeah. and they look really good too. So yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm pleased with it. I don't have my newest one. I just got a shipment of black walnut. Um, I got some Cypress to play with and I got um, some Eastern red cedar. And so um, nice. in the coming days, I'm going to be cranking out some calls. In fact, I ordered enough materials to make 15 Turkey calls. And I'm proud to say that those will be the first 15 that I sell. And so nice. I've got my design down. I'm going to tweak it as I go and the calls will be ever evolving, but um, I'm going to sell Turkey calls, dude. And, and I got to say, I've always dreamed like if, if, if having an outdoor show, which every day I get to have an outdoor show now is like up here for the dreams for me, like selling Turkey calls has got to be like right here. Like it's so close <laughs> behind it, man. I love it. It's just so much fun. Oh it's yeah. I'm sure so much fun. I, I don't know that I would have fun doing it. I'd probably make a, I could probably make a call or two, but I'm more of an eyeball guy. I'm not really the perfectionist type, so <laughs> I'm not really sure how well they would turn out. Yeah, uh, honestly. So I'll leave that to you and uh, I'll run some of your calls. There you go. I was about to say, I've got uh, of those 15, I've got one for you and I got one for clay and a couple other people coming. So I'm going to get them out to you guys, but uh, yeah, stay tuned. If you guys, I've had a lot of questions. I really can't, I, to be honest with you, I'm a little, like, I almost feel bad because like I had people asking for like dibs on the first few calls that I make. And I hadn't even made one that made a good noise yet. I'm like, guys, y'all got to slow down. I've got so far to go. Um, but in the span of a short, short period of time, uh, you know, Gene helped me a lot. Daniel helped me a lot, kind of pushed me in the right direction. And, you know, I think I got lucky along the way, just a nice combination of stuff. Um, I've got calls that are really like making some good noises now. And so um, those are going to go for sale and, you know, I'm going to fund some Turkey adventures with that. That's kind of my goal, dude. Um, I don't have a Turkey shotgun and that Maverick 88 is starting to fall apart on me. So um, my first goal is to buy a dedicated Turkey gun. And then after that, I'm going to see where we can go. Cause I, if I could sell, and I think I can, if I could sell enough calls for you and I to go do a, a trip somewhere every year, I think that would be really freaking cool. Oh yeah. I'm sure you probably won't have any problem doing that. Uh, people are already asking for uh, pre-orders on your calls. So uh, <laughs> you're right. Literally right now. <laughs> Sam, <laughs> Sam's up there. Sam. Yeah. On calls. So Those calls are fire. Face and tail custom <laughs> calls, man. Yeah. Pit stains. <laughs> I heard you got a new podcast outfit, Walt. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. It's in the washing machine right now. Stupid birds. Let's skip straight to archery. <laughs> Craig is dying. Craig was summoned to court duty, Chase, for opener of archery. And he literally told them, figure it out. I'm not going to be there. That is <laughs> right here, man. Baller status. Best podcast for us, Florida boys. Papa Bear, I appreciate you, man. Man, we got a pile of people in here today. Golly. Okay, this is cool. Oklahoma, Rios, and Easterns. Hey, I'm about that. Oklahoma, yeah. Easterns, and Rios. I want to, I really have a desire to co kill a Miriam. Uh, Me too. Just because, I mean, even Ray on the podcast last week talked about like the white uh, on the Miriams. Uh, for some reason, I, I really like that. Uh, mm -hmm. I think they're the prettiest turkey, honestly. Maybe mm -hmm. they may not be the hardest to hunt, uh, according to Ray, but uh, I would like to go uh, one day and uh, kill a Miriam. Yeah, I'm with you. Well, let's let's do that. I'll start I'll start sacking away 
coin from the from the turkey calls and we will uh we'll, we'll put Merriam's on the list and we'll go out there and film it speaking of filming um we've got some upgrades dude and i'm excited about this because one of the hardest things we were looking at this year and we were trying to figure out like what we could improve on where we could grow as a brand and we're pretty good about producing content uh audio content then you know mixing this video in i feel like brings another element to that and you and I were talking, we've been talking for weeks now. I mean, like going all the way back to January about what we wanted to do differently this year. And we started talking about the challenges of self-filming. And so we took a small fortune and invested <laughs> it into equipment that I think is going to allow us to bring you more video content. So if you've enjoyed any of the YouTube content we've produced, you're going to get more of it. And the reason why I say that is because I went and bought for everybody on YouTube and Instagram. This is a DJI, <laughs> DJI, I should say. I always say G, DJI Osmo Action. So I've got a, a, a GoPro that actually stabilizes and makes that footage better. This will be like my point point of view blogging camera when I'm walking to and from the stand. That'll, that'll help there. You have this and you love it for fishing. Yeah, and the um, audio is amazing. It really is. It's There's no you external mic. You need an external mic for that. But the part that I think is really cool <clears throat> excuse me and i think we've got some really cool i'm not gonna <clears throat> like throw this all out there right now because i want to show everybody uh when it when it happens but that is an insta 360 and so you and i uh we're busting into the 360 world and i think the cool thing about this is and you and i have both experienced this firsthand is when you're self-filming sometimes you only have enough time to hit the button maybe one time on one camera and a lot of times you know, things evolve and you don't have the ability to capture what happened because they move out of frame or something like that. And you have to make this decision. Am I going to shoot this animal or am I going to risk not getting the animal I work so hard for? Now for you, when you hunt four days a week during deer season, maybe, maybe that decision is easier for you. For me, dude, I'm a weekend warrior. I'm right there. If you're listening to this podcast, I'm your Huckleberry. All right. I can't not take that shot. And the Insta360, being able to click that on and just have the ability to show us and then pan to the animal. And maybe it's not the best of footage, but at least it completes the story from a visual standpoint. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I like about it. When you and I discussed uh, maybe something that we could add uh, with me. And like you said, sometimes even carrying the big camera uh, can be a hassle or pain or whatever. Mm -hmm. That you said, you put that thing in the tree, getting that 360 view. Uh, I really like that. And I'm on the spectrum of if I get the shot, I'm going to take the shot. So the camera be darned. I don't really care uh, if it's whatever 120 inch Florida buck that steps out. Uh, I'm not, I'm not necessarily worried about getting him in frame with the big camera uh, at that point, but with the 360, it'll make it a lot easier and I won't necessarily have to worry about that. I'll try my best with the big camera and the 360 will be a good backup. And like you kind of mentioned, maybe you can take it fishing. You can, you can do all kinds of other stuff with it. Uh, you got that stand. I think that'll be great for Turkey season. There's something to take in for Turkey. You can prop it up right beside you. Uh, you, you can get everything uh, on film because Turkey is a whole nother level of self-filming that I don't even want to go in, try to go into, especially uh, in some of the places that I hunt where it's like wide open. Mm -hmm. uh, there, there's really no cover. You kind of mm -hmm. got some backdrop uh, and that's it. So you got to be super still uh, or them birds are going to pick you off from a mile away. 
Yeah. And so my solo filming, so let's say that you and I aren't hunting uh, for Turkey. I'm probably going to take the, the action cam. This is going to go on my shoulder just like it did last year. And so this will be, you know, right here capturing me as I'm walking, capturing the the gun footage, which from this point of view, when you turn and and you've got your gun up, it actually does a pretty good job. I was surprised last year in Turkey season, how good a job this catches. And then that Insta 360, I've got it on a 360 stick and I've got a little stake that goes in the bottom. And basically this is just going to get stuck in the ground and it charges on this, on this pole. And so it's going to just hit record. And then I forget about it. Now I'm going to have one more camera and that'll be on my go, my tactic cam on my barrel. But again, it's one of those things where this will already be running on my shoulder. This will be in my hand. And by the time I know action's coming, I click the button and then I tap the button on the tactic cam. And then I've got it covered completely if that camera isn't getting it this camera's getting it if this camera isn't getting it that camera like across the board we're going to be able to bring you footage and because you know that that brings in an element that self-filming sucks dude it really does and all of these are waterproof so rain or shine they're all going you know it's it's one of those it's a it's a setup i think that's going to be really sustainable because my 2020 covid buck if i had had these i would have captured them my 2020 eight point if I'd had these, I would have captured these. The turkey that I shot, but it was out of frame last year, I would have caught it. I mean, like, there's three more videos I could have brought you guys had, you know, I not had the issues that I had. So uh, I'm looking forward to this, man. I really am. It's not going to be Hollywood style video, but I think it's going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping to uh, break it in. Uh, definitely going to be filming Brandon's hunt. Uh, on the piece of public land i think it'll be a great addition for that as well uh capture hopefully capture him and the bird (laughs) yeah at the same time (laughs) uh to produce a good uh youtube video uh for that and i got another buddy that's going with me on my hunt so hopefully i can get that on video as well yeah i'm i'm excited so i've got it's funny I've got all my equipment laid out here for today. So that this is my, you know, the, the, our main camera, when we say our main camera, this is what we're talking about here. Sony AX 53, uh, 4k. It's an awesome, awesome little camera, dude. It's really powerful. I enjoy it. Opening weekend. I'm going to be toting this because Adam Cruz is coming down and I've got the first four days of Turkey season to hunt. And until he kills a bird, I'll probably take the shotgun, but it'll be more like a, you know, two birds come in kind of situation or a bird comes in from a direction that he can't get a shot. Um, but I'm going to have the, you know, the action cams going and, uh, you know, the, the 4k camera rolling dude. So fingers crossed, we can get some good footage for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so. hope, uh, is Adam hunted Florida before? No, he's never okay. killed a bird outside of Tennessee. So if oh, we dang. can kill a bird, he will, his first out of state, turkey will be in the state of florida and florida's tough hunting man so i i think uh i think that's kind of impressive yeah 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 four days mm-hmm. probably ha- probably get an opportunity or in uh, well, and, and i'm taking them right to my honey hole i'm the as soon as this this front that we've got going comes through i'm gonna start going out there and listening for birds and I've, I've got a pretty good idea in that bottom anyways where they are you know i, I feel pretty yeah oh yeah yeah we got a cold front coming through saturday it's like a low of 28 degrees here it's I been know. high of like 90 every day <laughs> we're gonna get a 28 so it always seems to happen uh, this time of year 
after four inches of rain on top of all of that. Tyler John says, I'm mashing the gas, whether the camera's on or not. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. Right there. Right there. Somebody get Chase a stand for his phone camera since we're on video content. (laughs) We're going to, I got a stand. Do you? Oh yeah. There's, there's, there's a stand on the back of it or whatever. He's, I just don't, I just don't have any room up here where it's at. So for me to put it on there, I mean, I could put it right on top of me, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I guess everybody wants to see my beautiful face. So that's what it well, is. So on Instagram, you're turned sideways. I think that's what he's talking about. Oh, okay. Well, I turned it sideways and I figured yeah. that it would adjust. No, uh-uh. Nope. Okay. So, Here we go. Looky there. Good catch, Brett. I didn't even notice it. There you go. Oh, Which... Brett. Of course, Brett wants to see me. Obviously. <laughs> We're both rocking the same shirt. Yeah. Um, yeah. Shameless plug right here. (laughs) Yeah, I've still got a pile. If you want some of the public land teas, says you know public land uh, Florida hunter, uh, be legendary hunt Florida chasing tails outdoors. It's the national park uh, emblem that we hijacked. Uh, If you want some of those, go to the website chasingtailsoutdoors.com. We got a bunch of them on there, and I should be ordering tomorrow fifty-two more hobgoblins. So if you're waiting on a hobble gobble, and I know, I know we have a bunch of people who want them. Uh, there's going to be a bunch of hobble gobble t-shirts on the website. Uh, I think she said 10 days. So okay. right before Turkey season kicks off. It's awesome. I'll be in Florida in four weeks, but mouse hunting, not Turkey. Hopefully he means house hunting. Cause house if, hunting. if Sam moves to Florida, dude, the yakking for bass challenge got really interesting. <laughs> maybe he's going to disney world maybe <laughs> maybe that's what that's probably what it is uh, carl says now i'm confused i thought landscape versus portrait view was the normal now yeah <laughs> i don't know, I don't know man. we're just a bunch of boomers over here carl carl's gonna send me a bunch of uh pecan and cherry and hickory to oh, turn nice. into turkey calls so yeah I've got um, a nice cherry one so do you put me on the, put me on the list? Go yeah. Cherry. Okay. I got you. I'll, I'll add you to that wait list. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Front of the line. Front of the line. <laughs> yeah. He says Disney. Um, so guys, this yeah, is a live, right. a live podcast. If there's topics you guys want to hear us talk about, or you have questions for us, feel free to throw them in there. We're going to answer them on the podcast, drop this tomorrow uh, for everybody else. But we would, we would love to talk to you about anything that, that comes up. Um, but with that being said, Chase, we haven't done this yet. We need bold predictions for turkey season. It just occurred oh, to me. Man. I mean, we okay. have to, right? We yeah, have to oh, stay yeah, with tradition. Sure. Okay. We have to have bold predictions. And I'm since sure Ron will be there with pen and paper <laughs> <laughs> once again to write down our bold predictions and remind us of how off we were and what failures we are. <laughs> he heard mine was that. super bold. Yeah, it sounds like mine really was from the sound of where I'm out went up. But you know, I, I just see this vision of Ron driving down the highway listening to this and all of a sudden he hits his like emergency light and just pulls off to the side of the road. It's like good luck everybody I turn now and just you know goes out off the side of the road and starts writing this down. But because I'm blindsiding you, I'm gonna go first. But I'm only gonna Whoa. do Let's do, we'll do one for ourselves and one for the other person. You took the words out of my mouth. That's where I was going with it. God, right, so it's almost, it's almost like we're, we're a, a team here, man. Um, oh, that's right. All right. I'll go first with my prediction for me. Okay. I think I killed two birds this spring, one in Florida and one in Georgia. Okay. We'll be hunting Georgia. Yep. Nice. Yep. 
Very nice. Okay. What you got? What is your prediction for me? Oh, you want me to go? You could give you both of them. Yeah. Okay. I think you're going to kill two birds, one on a quota hunt with like that you talked about earlier, and then you're going to come over here and we're going to crush a bird on video, and it's going to be like the the quintessential like uh thunder chicken michael waddell i'll be zoomed in on the bird and you're just going to see the, the the feathers go off everywhere and it's going to be like the state record turkey okay nice that's that's a good bold prediction yeah uh my bold prediction is going to counter that one and that i will be tagged out before i come up there to hunt with you <laughs> and we'll be trying to get you on two birds in one weekend <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I think I'm going to get one on public, whether it's on public, the public land uh, that I already hunt or the quota hunt. Right. And my other bold prediction for myself would be, I have never killed a gobbler with more than one beard. So I am going to say that I'm at least going to kill a double bearded gobbler this season. Oh man. That's crazy, dude. That is, uh, that's good stuff. Where I'm at, Alex, I've never, oh gosh, even out scouting, whatever. I mean, I know yeah. sometimes it's hard to notice or whatever, and a lot of people get surprised uh, whenever they find out, but uh, I've never seen one scouting, never seen one really on camera. Um, I don't know if it's just a, a genetic thing where you just got to be in the right place mm -hmm. uh, for that to happen or not, but that's the plan. So, People may not remember this, or maybe they do. It, last year, Jake from THP shot that bird in Florida with three beards. Yeah. The night before they killed that bird, I was roosting that bird in that bottom. And as I and I roosted him, he flew up, and I got in my truck, and I drove off. And as I drove off, their car came past. And I'm like, wow, this is really weird to see a car this deep in, in, in on the WMA. You just don't typically see it. And so that night I'm sitting here at the house and, and Clay's like, hey, man, uh, THP is hunting. And, uh, you know, the area you're hunting is about where they're about to be hunting. Why don't you text Aaron and just like, you know, that way people aren't on top of each other kind of thing. And so I texted Aaron. I was like, dude, listen, I'm going to go to this other WMA. Don't worry about it. Um, just wanted to give you the heads up in case Clay says something. He said, okay, I appreciate that. We'll make sure we stay out of that, that part of that WMA over there. And so uh, they go and shoot that freaking bird. And I'm like, God, <laughs> man, I should have been like, no, that's my bird. You know, like, because <laughs> yeah. I knew, I knew where he was, man. I had, a, I had an angle of approach and everything. So that was, that was my chance for a triple bearded bird. Mm, nice. Well, yeah. I got to come up with a bold prediction for you. Come on, let's go. I am going to say that you will kill two birds in Georgia. Whoa. Two birds in Georgia. Whoa. That'd be that'll be impressive. Last year you got close. Are you talking about you're going to North Georgia, right? I will be going to North Georgia again this year. Yeah. All right. Hunt with your brother. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, I missed one with late in midseason, and then late season, um, we had those those just over and over encounters with my little brother up in North Georgia. So um, he's been scouting those birds up there as well. And they're still there. So <laughs> yeah. it's going to, it's going to be great, man. So two birds in Georgia for a while. Two birds in Georgia. Make sure yeah. you write that down, Ron. Yeah. Ron, our, our official record keeper of the bold predictions. We need to get him like a shirt or a hat that says that that'd be yes. hysterical at all the deer camps and Turkey camps. You could wear it. Chasing tails. Secretary. <laughs> Timekeeper. <laughs> is Walt bold prediction keeper. 
Sam, I will hit you up whenever I go to North Georgia because I think you're not going to be far from where I'm at. So maybe we could link up. I know that we're going to link up with Jason Red while we're up there. Uh, my brother can't take off like a full okay. week like I'm trying to do. Yeah. And so I'm going to try and take off a couple extra days and go up and hang out with Jason Red, Timber Ninja Outdoors, um, and uh, record with them, maybe even hunt with them. We'll see. If I hunt, it'll probably be with the camera because I don't know that I'm going to buy a North Carolina license right now. But yeah, uh, it's a possibility. It's up there. Uh, nice. Jason's talking about coming to Georgia and hunting with me. So, you know, maybe okay. maybe That'd I am hunting cool. after all. Um, You'll be tagged out before he gets there. That's true. You're right. Actually, how many birds do you get in Georgia? Two now. Two now. And then yep. I heard the other day that they were starting the season later, like two weeks later than normal. Yeah. So it's April 9th for public land, April 1st for April 9th for public and April 2nd for private. Okay. Um, and so two birds. And then on top of that, I think you have to, you may have to register them like deer now. I can't recall uh, that specifically, but uh, you have to spread out. I don't think you can kill more than one bird on a single WMA, which okay. is, I think that's a pretty like solid rule, frankly, like make people get off of a group of birds and go find something else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, the reasoning behind that or did they, I, I think they're just trying to, to, so the Turkey population as a whole in Georgia is dipping uh, a lot of, a lot of States it's dipping. Um, right. and so they're trying to overall reduce the amount of, of, take basically and the idea is for instance on the wma that i hunt here um it's a large wma but i know where there's probably 10 15 groups of turkeys and so i can sit on one wma and shoot two birds well if you brought that new rule here to florida if i shoot one bird there then my biggest honey hole is completely eliminated and i have to go to a different area and so it just kind of makes you have to work just a touch harder um to to kill birds but I think they'll, I think Georgia does a pretty good job of managing their forests and, and their habitat. And I think we'll see a bounce back happen pretty quick. Yeah. Well, I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about this. And this is a question that I have for you. Uh, how do you, I don't think we've talked about this before, but how do you scout for turkeys? Do you scout for turkeys? Yes, I do scout some. Uh, normally it involves me going out before the season uh, listening for gobbling uh, in the morning times i'll go out to areas uh, just listen try to figure out okay where the birds are roosting at and now that i've got the e-bike uh, that helps out a lot because i can even go out before work things like that get to the places quick get back quick right so the, the e-bike has helped is going to help on that and generally uh, i'll try to get out some because like i say with my schedule uh, well, not this year, but uh, generally I would get out uh, probably sometime, maybe mid-morning, midday, uh, do some glassing, uh, see where the turkeys are at, uh, see if they're out in the fields or not, see if they're out strutting, uh, things like that. And kind of like Ray mentioned, uh, a lot of times I'll go out and try to roost birds, um, especially during the hunting season because scouting is not necessarily just right before the season. You can be scouting in season. Uh, my in-season scouting is I like to go out and try to uh, roost birds, uh, figure out where uh, where they're roosted at so I can get in close uh, the next day. Because um, a lot of times they'll kind of roost in the same areas where I'm at, but it's not exactly like, okay, they're roosted right there all the time. Sure. So they move around a little bit. Uh, it just kind of gives me 
uh, a better chance of setting up in the morning time. A lot of times they'll be hinned up where I'm at, even like right at the beginning of the season. So getting in tight definitely helps. Yeah. And a little bit of trail cam stuff. Uh, I'll try to use a little bit of trail cam stuff in some strut zone areas, mm-hmm. some traditional strut zone areas, just to try to see when they're there. But yeah, that's uh, pretty much my turkey scouting. I, I'm glad to see Evan Masters uh, says drop those Spartan Forge turkey pins. So speaking of Spartan Forge, shameless plug. Thank you, Evan. Uh, if you're interested in the Spartan Forge hunting app, there is a just unbelievable amount of features that are about to come out in that app. Uh, I can't tell you any of it. Um, largely because when I talk to Bill, I can't remember what I'm allowed to tell you versus what I'm not allowed to tell you. And so I'm erring on the side of caution here and I'm not telling you anything. We're going to have him on the show very soon. Uh, there's an update coming down the pipe here pretty soon as well. And so once that happens, we'll have Bill back on the podcast, uh, by the way, chasing tails, T a L E S all caps are all lowercase. You can still lock in, uh, the $40 price plus 25% off. Uh, now you've only got a couple months left. That price is going to tick up a little bit further, but if you use that promo code, you can lock it in $40 plus 25% off lock that price in for life. Um, I I use that app a lot, Chase, largely because the areas that I hunt outside of Florida, where I can really get boots on the ground, I go and I look at points and I look at high ridges as they come down. And even if they're, you know, let's say 25 foot elevation changes, which isn't very extreme for a lot of people in the country, but for around here, those are quite pronounced features. And as those fingers go out into water, I found patterns up there where the birds are holding routinely. And so once I'm able to find that pattern, I'll go up to North Georgia. And so on a macro scale, now the elevation changes are, are, are huge, but those same typical features play out in the, in the areas that we found birds with my brother, I was able to take the pattern I found here and apply it to the mountains with, uh, I think a quite amount, large amount of success. And so, um, I'm really looking forward to going up there and finding some of those areas. And with the ability to swap through some of those map features, Mm -hmm. you're able to go to that fall feature. And I use that a lot because I'm trying to identify Oak trees uh, in some of those areas, trees that lose their leaves, and uh, especially in Georgia, maybe a little more slowly than others tend into his area, hold acorns longer, identifying scratching underneath them. Um, I do a lot of e-scouting. I know you and I are way different in that regard. <laughs> We're just totally different individuals, but I really enjoy pouring over maps, finding that pattern that works, and then applying it uh, to other areas. And when it comes to turkeys, maybe not so much deer, when it comes to turkeys, I find that that actually works for me really well as a weekend warrior. Nice. Yeah. That's a good tip for anybody listening, uh, to Mm -hmm. maybe be able to use that where they're at, uh, where I'm at, there's really no elevation. So yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But you, I mean, you, you you know, kind of where the birds are going to roost, like the, the areas that they, they like to roost and, a lot of times those are traditional areas unless they've gone through and cut the woods or something. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll, they'll traditionally roost in, in those same areas. Yeah, for sure. It, it, it's, it's interesting to me. Michael Chamberlain uh, did a episode a couple, I think it might've been last year about if birds use the same area to roost in year over year, or I'm sorry, like day over day. 
And the data was actually pretty conclusive in the opposite that birds don't, the same bird doesn't typically statistically use the same roost night overnight, especially in the South. I think that kind of lends itself to people knowing, needing to know that there's maybe more birds in their area than they think, because if you're going to an area, there's birds in that tree every night, it's probably a really suitable roost tree, but there's probably a pile of birds using it. Yeah. Yeah. It may not be the same bird. Yeah. I mean, it could be a different bird. Um, And when I, I mean, I'm talking, not necessarily talking about the same tree, but more just a general area of where they might roost at. I mean, I don't know if it, the data showed were they roosting a hundred yards to the west of that, or they question. roosting we have him on. a thousand yards from there uh, on a day, and then maybe three hundred the next, and then they're back in that tree four or five days later. Uh, it would be good to have him on. Uh, man's got a, a lot of good uh, knowledge <laughs> on yeah. turkeys uh, for sure because he was on Meteor, right? That's what the podcast, I think that's what referring to that podcast, the Meteor podcast. I think it might have been that one. Yeah, he he's been on, he's kind of made his rounds after Meteor. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll 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 try and get him on uh, turkey season is bonus, so that might be that might prove a little difficult, but we we sure. can try and get him on. I I will say this: uh, the amount of feedback we've gotten from the Ray Martin episode. Good God, there has not been a day <laughs> since I dropped that episode that we haven't gotten feedback over and over again, wanting more from Ray. Um, Ray is willing to come back on. And I think what we're going to do is maybe like a, a, a second part, like a follow up, like building a turkey calling strategy. You know, Ray touched a little bit on how he calls. Um, and it's kind of aggressive, but we didn't really go through like a playbook for him. Like, what's his style? So, yeah. I'm going to ask you, what's your style? What's your style of hunting turkeys? What's your go-to like, like playbook? Well, first off, um, I'm sad that I missed the Ray episode. <laughs> there was just a miscommunication between there was. you and I on that. Uh, I'm not really sure, but there's, like I said, you're busy. I'm busy. We kind of get scrambled. Uh, the other day you were texting me about, Hey, you want to podcast this day? And then you were like, Oh, I'm not going to be able to make it tonight. I'm like, didn't you say like an hour ago that it was going to be <laughs> another day? Yeah. So sometimes we're uh, all over the place, but really? yeah, I mean, I love Ray. Uh, I listened, I went back, I listened to that podcast. Uh, it was a really good podcast. Um, some people even reached out to me good uh, telling me uh that they enjoyed that podcast uh with ray great guy definitely need to get him back on for sure uh even for turkey deer whatever you name it uh the man's <laughs> always in the outdoors <laughs> he spends his life out there uh i don't necessarily know that i have a style it's whatever okay. style it takes for well i say that i'm i'm not really one to go sit in a ground blind and just wait for hours and hours and hours mm-hmm. um i may employ that tactic from time to time like if i had a camera out and they said there was a bird just showing up every day at nine o'clock in a certain area or 10 o'clock in the morning in a certain area then i may be more willing to do that just sit there uh and wait on them but i'm more of your your run and gun style um hopefully try to get them off the roost uh i feel like a lot of times that's my best chance is getting them uh, right off the roost for me uh, but if not, uh, especially now with the e-bike, I can go so much further and faster and uh, everything like that. And if the birds aren't talking, then I'm headed to breakfast type thing. And I'll come out a little bit later. Uh, but yeah, I'll throw everything at them if I can. Um, maybe not some of the tactics on public that I would implore on private, but I, I've literally, I don't know, I've belly crawled hundreds and hundreds of yards i've shot at birds on a full sprint i mean i've i've 
pretty much done it all to try to kill a turkey. So uh, when I'm out there, I would say pretty much anything's on the table Mm -hmm. and uh, whatever style I think it calls for at the time is what I'm going to give it. But I'll call. I I mean, I enjoy calling, so I I don't have any issues of like calling to or I think I'm calling too much. Um, It's always funny to me where you're thinking that, okay, this bird's gobbled at me like 300 times now. Is he going to come at me every time? And then you you wait. It didn't matter. Like I could call every minute and the bird would gobble or I could wait every 15 minutes and the bird would still gobble, but he still Uh stayed in the same spot uh, the entire time. So sometimes I'm like, well, maybe I'm not uh, hobbling gobbler at this bird, (laughs) but uh, I, I try my best and, I'll go out in the mornings. Heck, I even hunt them in the evening time. So, I mean, you can, you can hunt them in the evening times mm-hmm. now, uh, even on public land. So if, if, like I mentioned, those roost areas, uh, I'll go get set up in there. Um, and I've had them gobbling at me in the evening time, just, just like in the morning time. They don't mm-hmm. do it as much traditionally. Uh, it's a little bit harder to get them to do that. But I have definitely killed some birds uh, in the afternoon uh, like that. So what's I'll your what's it, your favorite call the one that works no you can't give me that answer <laughs> what's your what it, it's it's quiet you <sighs> haven't heard something yet what call in the vest are you going to grab oh man i haven't got it yet as i'm waiting for for years to get here <laughs> um i like a uh slate pot call yeah. um but i mean honestly what i really love doing is cutting with a mouth call yeah just cutting like crazy <laughs> Uh, with a mouth call, I feel like I get more responses uh, out of that than uh, anything else. So whatever, I don't necessarily have a favorite mouth call. So uh, whatever the mouth call of the day is in and uh, hard cutting at a at a gobbler. I got you. Have you ever have you ever used a tube call? No, I have not. I'm, I need to make you a tube call. If you like cutting, the tube call is where it's at. Uh, Ronnie. Okay. Ronnie Strickland talks about it all the time, dude. Cuz yeah. is always talking about it. And uh, Bo Lease was telling me about it the other day. It's his favorite way to strike up a bird, especially midday. So okay. uh, since you're willing to go back out after breakfast. Somebody, oh, somebody yeah. had a question for us somewhere. Let's see here. Somebody oh. wanted you to do a uh, live turkey call. <laughs> oh, he said. One of your calls. Yeah, I can't do that. I'll wake up the kid, and then my wife will come oh, in yeah, here like a big trouble. angry bear. Yeah. He also says, I'd like you – we should try to get Shane same Shane Simpson on the show. We've actually had him on before, um, but I'm going to see if he's coming to Florida. And if he is, man, let's try and get him on the show. That'd be, that'd be a heck of a cool dude to lock down for an in-person podcast. Yeah. That'd yeah, be, we've uh, had Shane on – what was it, last year we had Shane I think on? it was. Yeah, was last year. Um, you got to meet him for a little bit, I believe. Yeah, or maybe we had him on two years ago. To meet him, we had okay. him on two years ago, yeah, and I met him two year. years in a row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, you, Evan, you can call. go back and listen to it. That's the cool thing about podcasts, man. Just search yeah. Shane Simpson, and it'll uh, it'll pop back up. Um, favorite locator call? Ooh, I've got big opinions on this one, Chase. What's your favorite locator call? Well, like I'm cutting is one of my favorite, (laughs) uh, locator calls. It, it it depends on where I'm at. Yep. So I don't necessarily have a favorite. Uh, there are certain areas that I hunt where 
an owl call, the birds just do not respond to it, mm-hmm. but they respond to the crows. Mm-hmm. Like as soon as the crows go flying over, going crazy, um, the birds will go nuts and alcohol, they just nothing. And then there's an, another area I hunt on the opposite side of the County, I guess. And they, the crow call really don't do anything for them. It's, it's an alcohol. So uh, or the hoot owl <laughs> or whatever you <laughs> called it in that video. The owl gobble. The owl gobble. The owl gobble is my favorite locator call. So it, it kind of is it's dependent on where I'm at. Sure. But cutting is uh, one of my favorite ways. I think um, I hate I hate crow calls. I've never had any success with the crow call. I know people have it. I'm not knocking it. I just I've never had any success with it. Um, the owl gobble, I, I'm just going to call it what I call it because I, I've said it as a joke for so many times now. I can't, I can't not do it, but, uh, the owl, owl calls have worked for me some, but I've got two new favorite calls and the two of them combined cost like 30 bucks. You can get them on a, uh, eBay or, or Amazon is what I was going to say, uh, a red tail hawk call and mm-hmm. a pileated woodpecker call. I, m- dude. My little brother on his crow call was able to make it sound like a red-tailed hawk. And when we were chasing the, the bird, we call the mountain monarch. And we're going back after this bird in May. Um, we, we, we were, call, we were calling, to, calling to him and we weren't really getting a good response. And, and the, the terrain up there is so open because of the trees. And so the red-tailed hawk would fly over and, and just scream just, and he would gobble. And I saw that, that correlation. And then hunting in Florida, the Peleid woodpecker would fly over and do that thing. And, and the birds would, would hammer off again. So my two favorite locator calls are definitely the red-tailed hawk and the Peleid woodpecker. And they're cheap as can be. Yeah. I, I, I honestly, there was a bird last year that <laughs> was going absolutely nuts to a hawk. Yeah. Uh, in the morning time, like absolutely nuts gobbling to it. So yeah. I, I need to get that call. It, it's, it's stupid. It's like $15, dude. It, it just, it works so well. And the cool thing about a cool thing. So the Pilly Woodpecker calls loud. It kind of messes with your ability to hear the bird. Mm-hmm. If he's a ways away, that red tail hawk doesn't for some reason. And it goes, dude, it goes a distance. Um, it, it was interesting. Cause I think red tail hawks prey on turkeys. So it was really funny to me that, um, that they would respond to that, but maybe that's why I don't know. So do owls. Yeah, so do owls. That's a good point. Yeah, it's like one of their main predators. Right? It is. Yeah, on the roost. So they're letting them know where they're at. But yeah, the yeah. hawk, man. And well, I think it was that that one time you came down here and hunted. We had a hawk going nuts. Yep. And the bird was gobbling like crazy. Yeah. So yeah. The, yeah, the, that's that's, that's my call. go-to for sure coyote howl in the evenings i need to try that for sure thanks for the answer i'll send my onyx and you can drop the pins for where to use each <laughs> <laughs> hooks hoot and stick i don't have a, ho- a hooks i've got the haydell uh equivalent it's like a little polycarbonate or maybe an mm-hmm. acrylic version um that's on my list of summer things to do is to once i you know now that i got my pot call down i'll keep tweaking with it along and along but i want to make like a really wicked cool like walnut black walnut or cherry or mahogany alcohol and, and start seeing if i can't get that down yeah that'd be good that'd be good uh i think i, I have a woodhaven one of the woodhaven alcohols is it the one that um, sounds like a dove you're like whoo, whoo, whoo. yeah i mean 
or is it like I try to use it? Not really. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I do. I actually do a better job just doing it uh, with my mouth. Oh, you're talking about the one that you used when we were out there uh, last year, right? Yeah, I think I just got it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was a that was a terrible terrible few like moments of hunting that was unreal it called for a quarter inch of rain and we got like what was it like three and a half in a day yeah it was non-stop unreal yeah we gave it i mean we got on we got on birds we We got on the birds so we were close yeah Um, if that dude didn't come driving down there then the power line we probably would have the end of the season too Mm -hmm. so it wasn't like it was right out the rip it was it was definitely towards the end of the season yeah Oh God, Walt was trying. I was we trying some miles for sure. We definitely walked a ton. <laughs> hey, I, I, feel, I still think my pillow's at your house. <laughs> it, it is. It's up there, actually. Yeah, I, I keep forgetting to bring it to you. <laughs> uh, well, I'll be up there. I'll get yeah. it. Like, oh, here's my pillow. It's actually called my pillow. <laughs> is that what it is? It's my pillow. <laughs> it's one of the my pillow ones. <laughs> so that's that actually fixed my neck, man. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Um, so I've been. I, I have others, but yeah, I was like, dang it, man. I was like where's that pillow and i was like crap walter still has it and i was like uh-huh. I didn't even try to get it from him from the uh, patreon hunt i could just keep forgetting but just i just need to put it in a box and send it to you is what i need to do yeah i'll get it, I'll yeah. get it. it ain't that big a deal. <laughs> so you can have it there for when i come stay <laughs> in turkey <laughs> so i got one final question for you and this is something so so guns are on my mind right now mm-hmm. what is your turkey hunting setup gun wise hmm uh, right now I've got, I'm using the, uh, Remington 1187. Okay. I've been using that for a long time and I have a true glow red dot green dot site on it. Currently, uh, switched to that last year just because I uh, shot a bird with it. Uh, I was happy with it. I actually need to go side it back in. Like I mentioned before. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got to do that. I'll probably do that this weekend. Um, and yeah, I actually camo patterned it myself from, I had an old Johnson outboard, uh, that I got, uh, that I put, uh, a camo pattern on and had some left over, and I used that to, uh, camo the gun. Mm. Custom. Custom. Chase Prince custom special. <laughs> Dude, you said, Jay, I don't know why you just struck me. So your nickname oftentimes is Iceman, right? I got you right. on my phone as Iceman. So somebody, <laughs> somebody the other day at work, I was super pissed off about something. And I'm just like, just, I'm just ranting and raving about something. And they're like, dude, you're fiery, man. You're fiery. I hope your co- I hope your co-host is just ice cold because like you need somebody to. He's like, you do you do be fire and ice, man. You got the red beard and you're short. And he's tall and cool <laughs> and calm. And I'm like, dude, that's hysterical. Fire and ice, man. That's just and, yeah, and man, Ch- it works. He Chase never gets upset ever about anything. <laughs> it's so annoying. He has no passion yeah. about anything, dude. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, I do have passion. It just doesn't really show. Yeah. So, um, it does when you kill a 130 inch uh, whitetail and you face. Yeah. 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 I mean, it was, I was a little bit passionate when yeah. I, when I did that. So it just depends, man. I, <laughs> that's just my, that's just the way I am, dude. That's just the way I've always been yeah. about everything. So yeah. I could win the $400 million power ball and you probably would be like, 
he doesn't really seem that excited <laughs> about it. <laughs> so, I mean, that that's just that's just that's just how I am, man. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It's how I've always been. But hey, that's how you get the nickname Iceman, I guess. That's it. That's it. There's only one way. <laughs> nope. <laughs> that's cool. Uh, oh man. All right. Let's see. Do we have any other any other good questions here? I don't think so. We've been this going for a little bit going. time now. Yeah. Okay. So, um, well, we're actually we're trying to line up Scott Ellis, I believe, right? To, yeah. Uh, come on the podcast. Um, he was on the podcast. Hmm, was it last two years ago? I think, maybe I think it was two years ago. I think it, was, yep. it was the same time as Shane Simpson. I think we had him. You're Shane right. Simpson. We had a bunch right. of good guests on. Uh, I believe his son's already taken a bird yep. uh, this season down in South Florida. So I uh, definitely need to get him back on, especially with these new, this new format. Yes. Um, with the video and everything yep. that, that'll be real good. Um, yeah. The man's legit at uh, Turkey Colin put us to shame. It's a low bar though. That's a really low bar. <laughs> True. But, you know, you, you know, it, it was one of those things where I got a message from him today and he's like, Hey, do y'all have, do y'all have any interest in, in doing a podcast this year? And I read the message. I'm like, have we made it? Like, have we officially made it where people like Scott Ellis are wanting to come on the show? Like, it was such a surreal moment. I was like, Scott HuntQuest. I was like, well, maybe it's the Hunt, maybe it's the the Turkey Tech app guy talking to me. And I'm like, no, this is this is HuntQuest. This is this is the guy. This is Scott Ellis, man. You know. And so oh, yeah. uh, we're we're <laughs> we were I, actually I, just talking about trying to get him on yeah. the podcast like a week before that. So yeah. it was pretty funny how that worked out. I responded is a 20 pound rabbit fat <laughs> and luckily he's got a good sense of humor. So we're going to have Scott Ellis on. Let's try and get Shane Simpson on. So we've got a couple other guys. I'm trying hard. It's really hard to line schedules up right now for a lot of reasons, which is one of the reasons why we kind of went to these video podcasts. Cause you and I can, you know, right. once a month interact with people, it frees up some time there for you guys. It helps make things more consistent. Um, I've got a couple guests. We're going to try and have the guys from Grounded come on, Drew Abel, uh, talk about, you know, uh, foot on the head turkey calls. I kind of want to get their opinion of, of, of turkey calls and, 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 and talk to them about some things. Um, and then I got a couple other really cool, unique uh, guests that I'm hoping to have on here shortly. Um, I'd like to get uh, Richard Martinez back on because we haven't really had him on to talk turkey um, right. ever yet, have we? No, just no, deer. I don't think so. Just deer. And that dude, you listen, if you think he kills deer, the guy just he lives and breathes. If you think I'm passionate about turkey, he puts me to shame. So um, and he's already killed a bird, dude. Open and morning. Yeah. Yeah. South Florida, man. He's an animal. Gotta go below that line. I guess I gotta get down there at some point. Next year, dude. Let's go. <laughs> gotta get down there. Well, we got a guy. <laughs> well, yeah, we do. <laughs> Yeah, he invited us. He he told me today. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna name drop anybody. But he said that uh, he took a guy today and he missed. And this is the fourth time he's taken this guy out and he's missed a bird at like 35, 40 yards. So I told him he needs a new a new hunting buddy because it happens, man. <laughs> four times in a row. Well, not necessarily four times. Yeah. Maybe there's a gun problem. <laughs> I think there's a nerves problem. I think there's uh, I think there's a nerves problem. So. Well, dude, let's, uh, before we go, I, we've gotten behind. One of the things we do with Patreon, if you support the show, you get uh, free hats, you can get free stickers, you get entered into giveaways, you get added to Discord and Marco Polo. Um, 
you'll notice we are moving more Patreon centric. We're, we're going to continue to build that tribe, build that digital hunt camp. And that's something that Chase and I really feel like is that digital deer camp, digital Turkey camp is really important. Um, and, and it's, and it's been a real blessing having those people over there contributing a bunch of different information. We've got people from all over skill sets, but one of the things we do and we're way behind is uh, shout outs on the podcast, dude. So let's crank out three of those right now. We've got uh, Mr. Too tall, Richard Sanders, that dude's like six, six, uh, Adrian Rivas and Kendall Drake. We got a couple more, but we'll get caught up on you guys uh, on the next episode. So um, guys, if you're, if you're enjoying this podcast, do us a favor. We are almost to 200 reviews on iTunes. I want to get to 200 by the end of the year. And I know we can do it. We only need like 33 or 34. Right. I think we're up to like 160 reviews, dude, which is crazy to me. Yeah, 164. Yeah. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. So if you're listening online on iTunes, go leave us a rating and review. Um, if you don't have an iPhone, but you know somebody who's got an iPhone, go leave a five-star review. That's how we grow. Uh, that's how I think iTunes kind of, pushes podcast is based on that kind of feedback um, that's kind of unclear um, we've got some really fun things coming down the pipe that i'm excited to announce but i'm going to keep my lips sealed because there's no point in saying it now and chase would kick me digitally <laughs> under the table but uh until next time guys enjoyed enjoyed speaking with you do me one favor get outside and enjoy the great outdoors